Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. Welcome, everybody, to Thursday on my independence report, which means, being that it's Thursday and all, that MTS uh, Management sponsors this segment um, by getting me some of the best people on the planet to come talk about music and what they do. And uh, Michael Stover is, I don't know when the man sleeps, he works incredibly hard to make sure his talent gets what they deserve and gets all the stuff that they have coming to them, which is really good things. And one of the guys that, uh, that I've been looking forward to interviewing for a while is Bill Abernathy. And he is sitting right over there in front of all them guitars. There's, I bet you there's a bunch of money tied up in them guitars. Isn't there? Uh, well, you know, it's wood. Wood doesn't come free, you know? So, uh, uh, yeah, there might be a dollar or two uh, in, invested in those guitars. My my insurance agent knows the full number, so there you go. <laughs> well, hopefully that will never come into play. Hopefully not. Yeah. yeah. So so you are in parts unknown. We will not tell anybody where you're at so that they won't come by. Oh, no, it's cool. Uh, I'm in Kansas City, Missouri, you know, and, and uh, uh, enjoy living here. And uh, by the way, Kevin, I'm, I'm very honored to be on your show. I was looking at uh, some of your previous shows. Man, you bring on some big hitters. And so uh, uh, for just an old hippie living in a loft down by the river in Kansas City, Missouri, this is a bit of an honor, man. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. But but you are a big hitter as well. And you are a singer-songwriter and in the country slash folk genre. And uh, you're a storyteller. And you're, I was reading your bio, and it, and the lyrics seem to come first, and then, and then the music and, and stuff, because you have something to say, you have a story to say it. Now, before we get into that, I gotta, I gotta give you props, because um, you, you're doing something that I value highly and suggest that everybody on the planet go do. You were in the corporate world for over 40 years. You started out on sweeping the floor and you ended up owning the floor uh, and, and, be, and being in the in the leadership group. You traveled around the world. You raised a couple of kids. You had a really good time. And then and then it was time to retire. And most guys I know in, in the profession that I was in, most people go, now what? Now what am I going to go do? And they have trouble figuring out what they're going to do after 40 years of doing one thing and transitioning into another. Well, you have done just that. And now you're following your passion. And I encourage everybody to do exactly that. Follow your passion, live your life to its fullest. And, and even if you, even if you have to learn something new, but, but please do it. So I, I want to applaud you uh, and hold you up as the, like the gold standard of a guy that's following his dreams after, after having a, a great uh, corporate career. Well, I would, I would challenge the gold standard, right? Uh, yeah. So I did have a great corporate career and I really enjoyed what I did. Uh, I worked with some really, really great people for a really good organization. And they gave me a lot of freedom to do a lot of cool things. And uh, it was challenging 
and uh, very interesting. Uh, and uh, as as with most corporate gigs, it was it was an eighty hour a week thing, you know. And uh, I did uh, travel all over the world and uh, got to meet all kinds of different people and eat all kinds of different foods and uh, drink all kinds of different beers, which I'm I'm a fan uh, of of really good beer. Uh, I drink about three or four a month, so uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to go for the quality and not the quantity, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, in about uh, 2016, 2017 is when I kind of, my kids were old enough and, and uh, you know, they had started their careers. They graduated from school and, and chased their dreams. They were both athletes and uh, they chased their dreams all through college. My son played a little bit of pro ball and uh, then they started their lives and I kind of looked in the drawer one day, Kevin, and, and said, man, I got all these ideas, you know, I've got all these thoughts. I got all these stories that have happened to me over all these years. I just wonder if, uh, there's actually an audience out there to listen to, you know, some old hippie music that's telling stories and, and, uh, maybe throwing in a life lesson or two. And, uh, I've come to find out shockingly enough, there is right. Yeah. And so, uh, I, I did do the double dip. Right, the double dip thing uh, from 2017 until last November, uh, and then uh, last November I, I got out of the corporate gig and uh, kind of focused on a little bit more on just nothing but music these days. Uh, I, will, I will be honest with you; I actually think I'm working harder now than I did at the corporate thing. You and you will, <laughs> but it but it doesn't seem like it because it's your passion. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, I, we were joking earlier just on the pre-show. I mean, I was almost late. Uh, to the thing I had one one of the boys down today and and uh, was playing around trying to do some stuff, figure out some things. And uh, had it not been for the fact that uh, I set an alarm, you and I would not be talking right now. I was I was kind of <laughs> in the mode, man. You know, I was in yeah. The, so yeah, yeah. So you're 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 one of your boys played pro ball. What kind of pro ball? <laughs> A little baseball. Yeah, wow. a little bit of baseball. You know, I was I was fortunate, and I'm going to brag. You know, I'm a dad. I'm also a grandpa. So oh, you, know, you, you got to put up with that just a bit. Uh, <laughs> both of my kids, I have a daughter and a son, uh, uh, were three-time All-Americans in, in college. Wow. Uh, both of them were full-time, uh, uh, full-ride babies to Division One schools. They had tremendous careers, uh, very talented, very, very talented. And uh, uh, Chad uh, had a lot of opportunities. Uh, and uh, did did quite well, and uh, ended up ended up playing a little bit, you know, about about five minutes of uh, pro ball. But he can check the box, man. You know, I, I did it. You know, and uh, my daughter uh, has uh, three kids, uh, twin grandsons who are sixteen that are both athletic, and so I, I support that. And she has a uh, four year old little girl named Addie who is in charge. That's just all I can tell you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> she's she's in charge. So they might be just a little bit spoiled, maybe by their grandpa. Well, but you see, you're allowed now uh, to to spoil your grandchildren, and that's that's almost an accepted thing. So that's 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 really cool um, that you're able to do that, and you're able to have a a good time with them. And and your son, you know. He, he played pro ball. I, I know a guy who was the number one draft choice of the entire free agent or the entire college draft in 75 and never played a lick of major league ball. Yeah. yeah. Chad, Chad learned uh, really, really early in his career to have to set some expectations, right? 
and so he was fortunate that in some summer ball, he got to play with some guys that, that made it to the bigs. It, one of the guys is Alex Gordon, who is a, a you know, Kansas City Royal, you know, legendary kind of guy. Uh, and Chad learned that uh, if, uh, if you really want to make it, there's some things that you have to do and some things you have to be. He did all the things that he had to do. But he was not 6'2 and 215 pounds. He was 5'9 and 175 pounds. So uh, he found out really quickly that uh, size does matter in that particular in that particular world. So, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, he got to rub elbows with some great guys. And he, he learned uh, um, um, all about playing the game and, and, and taking care of his body and all that kind of good stuff. So mm -hmm. and those are things that will carry him forward for the rest of his life. Uh, I used to go watch him hit uh, in the off seasons and uh, at the same facility that Albert Pujols used to work out in. And sure. uh, he got to know Albert and they were kind of buddies. And uh, I could stand in the gym without knowing where anybody was. And I could tell you which tunnel Albert was hitting in versus which tunnel Chad was hitting in. Chad's went bang. Albert's went boom. There was a difference. Yeah. It sound, it's amazing, but it sounds different. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and and without the clang of the aluminum bat, which is quite a, quite a uh, challenge and a change from college ball to pro ball. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you got to flush it up if you're going to hit it with wood for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, enough about that. Let's talk about you, shall we? Um, sure. <laughs> uh, you've you've been um, playing. You've got you've got some music out. We're going to play some music. Um, um, with you tell us about where you're going to take your career uh you know that's a great question because i don't really know right uh i like to write i enjoy writing i i really enjoy recording i enjoy the the working in the studio and working with all the musicians and the, the production elements of all the music i enjoy that uh, i love playing live some uh, but I'm not one of those guys that wants to go out and play four or five nights a week. It's, it's really not my thing. Uh, so I, I get to be selective uh, of not only where, uh, but when and how often I play. And that's a real, real benefit uh, to me. But uh, I will continue to write. I will continue to uh, produce music uh, as long as I conceivably can you know there's going to be some point where i just get so old that i just suck and at that point i'll probably quit you know but uh until that day you know until that day comes i suppose there's probably some people that think it's already came but uh uh until that day comes you know me and 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 uh, the guitars some are boys some are girls so me and the guitars uh will uh continue to do what we do and tell a few stories yeah well, you know, the interesting thing is, is that even though you may not want to uh, play and sing anymore, you can still write. And uh, you, then you have somebody that is younger and full of gusto that, that plays your songs and plays your music in the style you want them to play. And it can, can continue on into per, in per, in forever. <laughs> you mean the, you mean the young skinny hard body guys with a full head of hair is that what you're talking about Kevin? yes yeah, indeed. yeah that'd be great that'd be great i interviewed a guy uh, not too long ago he's he's actually got cast as johnny cash in in i don't know if you saw that one and his name escapes me at the moment it'll come, come to me and but he's great looking he's got a wonderful voice baritone voice and all that he's got everything going he's an actor he's a singer he's a writer and it's like well 
damn, that's not me. But, you know, that's- <laughs> well, you know, Kevin, I kind of look at that and say, you know, there was a time in my life when I was that guy, you know, uh, that time was a long time ago. And it was before, you know, uh, your cell phones and, and a million selfie pictures. But I, there are memories of me when I was that guy. And so I could always say I did that. And, and I moved on, you know, I'm now embracing the dad bod, you know, that's, that's what they say. That's the hot thing these days, right? <laughs> gray hair, gray hair and dad bod. I'm there for you. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because we've already done that. We've been there. We've seen that. And now, now we're on the, we we're experiencing the downward side of that, but it's, it can be just as exciting for us as it is for them. Because it yeah, can, can continue to grow. I would challenge the downward side. So I, I like my life a heck of a lot better now uh, than I did when I was, you know, 21, for example. So, you know, it's yeah. there's a, a learning curve that you pick up over time that kind of makes things a lot easier, you know. And so uh, I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade it for the world. And when you were 21, if somebody told you that you'd be sitting here having a music interview, you've got. Uh, grandkids, you've got kids that are doing well. Uh, you've got, you live in a nice house. You got a bunch of guitars. Things are good. You'd say that would be all right if that could, if I could make that work. Yeah, it's not a bad ride. Not a bad ride at all. You've so, done well. Yeah, you've done you. well. And I appreciate. Uh, now, you're in your storytelling. Let's talk about that a little bit. What what types of stories do you like to tell? And are they all personal things? Are they combinations of friends, family, personal stuff? Are they positive or are they, well, you tell us. Well, I think that uh, we can use one of my little mantras that I have for my music. You know, there's a little thing on my website that says, if you hear a song that sounds like it was written about you, it may have been. That's the way that I roll. You know, it may be an interaction that I have with somebody, a conversation that I have with someone. Uh, Heck, I got a song that I wrote about somebody I never even met. I just watched them when I was hanging out in the Atlanta airport one day, you know, and uh, I just looked at them and said, I wonder what their story is, you know, and so my mind just kind of went there. And and, uh, so it's just whatever, you know, whatever kind of, tweaks my tweaks tweaks my uh, mind and, and you know gets me kind of rolling on an inspirational way you know so uh, sometimes it's watching the news you know which is <laughs> I don't know that that's inspirational but uh, you know it just depends you know uh, so I'm not a guy that uh, gets up every Tuesday and say it's Tuesday I've got to write a song today it's not really how I work so something's got to kind of tweak my interest and and uh, get the juices flowing and then from there, uh, we go, but uh, the songs are, are some are inspirational, some some are really personal. Uh, you know, I, I'm a singer songwriter, so people like to uh, people like to listen to a singer songwriter. You know, reach into their chest and pull out their heart and hang it out here and let people shoot arrows at it. Well, you know, I have songs like that. Yeah? Uh, I have some songs that are kind of humorous. You know. Uh, I have some songs that uh, uh, are kind of somewhat inspirational. I have a, a song about uh, my father uh, that I wrote about the day that my father passed away that I, I consider to be pretty inspirational. So, uh, you know, that's the advantage of being a singer songwriter. You can write about whatever you want. So uh, I think we have enough songs about, uh, you know, uh, I broke up with my boyfriend and, and 
you know, my life has gone to pot. You know, we get a lot of those on the radio. Uh, I'm I'm really not the guy that's going to tell you about how sad I am that my truck broke down. That's not how I roll. Uh, So, uh, you know, I'm going to write about things that are real, the things that are real to me. Exactly. And let's let's talk about a thousand wild horses. Now, that was released earlier in the year, I do believe, and it's done well, hasn't it? Yeah, it's kicked off. I haven't looked at the the data, uh, but it's doing well. It's doing well. And uh, uh, actually, the radio promotion hasn't really even started yet. So it's just now starting to roll. So uh, I expect that uh, the the Thousand Wild Horses song will will mirror uh, and equal some of the the other big hits that we've had, you know, that end up with hundreds of thousands of streams and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, But it's an absolutely fantastic song. And I say that because I didn't write it. Uh, It's one of it's one of those songs uh, that I heard. And uh, I thought, I wonder, you know, and so I listened to it again and I listened to it again. And it is uh, it is as close to a perfect song uh, that I have ever ran across in my life because it talks about all of the things that each of us have, right? All of the baggage that each of us carry, you know, things from the past, you know, it might be a bad relationship or, you know, an addiction, an addiction problem, or, you know, you might have anger issues or, you know, whatever, right? It talks about how that baggage uh, that we carry with us every day can be one of two things. It can either tear us down or we could learn how to manage that. And Gary Burr, uh, who wrote the song, drew a beautiful analogy to all of that baggage being like a thousand wild horses running behind you, hell bent on running you down. Right. Uh, it, it's a great it's a great anal- analogy. And uh, uh, when I, I listen to it, uh, it I think personally that there are songs that meet you at a place in your life. You know, so everybody has a favorite song. Right. And, yep. uh, you know, that that song will take you to a place where you were. Right. I was talking with somebody the other day and and uh, they said, yeah, I have one of those. It's Paradise by the Dashboard Lights by Meatloaf. I said, OK, we don't need to talk about that anymore. <laughs> Stop that. Stop that madness. Right. But uh, it does these songs can take you to those places, you know, and this particular song does that for me. I was. Uh, just hanging out at the house the other day and and uh, I got a text and the text was from a friend and then the the content of the text was telling me about somebody else that is somebody else was somebody from my past that uh, uh, maybe it didn't go as well as it could have right and so I immediately went there you know I thought oh man you know that really made me mad and I was really angry about that and blah 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 and then Gary came back to me and said, Bill, it's just another one of those damn horses. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to let that text and that memory screw up your day? Or are you going to manage that, get on that horse and ride it into the future? Absolutely beautiful song. And uh, uh, I'm very fortunate uh, that uh, I was able to cover that song and, and put it out there. Well, it's and it's doing well. What what do you suppose it is with South Africa? How, how come? What's what's going on down there? It seems to be a hotbed of country music down there. Well, I, personally, I think there are a bunch of old hippies that live down there. You know, 
Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know they they just like that style of music. I know that uh, my stuff does really well down there. I think the the gentleman you may have been talking about earlier was Matt Matt Weston. His stuff yes. does extremely well uh, down there. And so you know who knows? You know maybe it's just uh, you know somebody's got the right connections. But uh, whatever it is, I'm in. Anytime you can hit a number one iTunes chart, I'm in. So uh, I don't really care if it's in South Africa or you know ten buck two. Well, you know, and I'll tell you, um, Michael Stover's got a, quite a stable with him. Uh, he, he announced just the other day that another person I've interviewed, Pamela Hopkins, did mm -hmm. half a million downloads or, or streams on Spotify. Yeah. For yeah. her recent. Oh, look, we have a visitor. Oh, who is that? Oh, this is the wharf. This is the wharf. Come here, wharf. Yeah, oh. Yeah. This, is my, this is my pup. His name is Wharf. Uh, if you know why and where the name Worf, W-O-R-F, came from, I'm going to give you extra bonus points. Worf. It's it's not Star Wars. That's, uh, it, no. Oh, uh, of course. Star, Star Trek. Trek. Yeah, Lieutenant Commander Worf, right? And uh, uh, Worf is, uh, he's my buddy. He's my COVID pup. And uh, I, I got him when he was eight weeks old and actually just right at a year ago. Right out a year ago, right now. So he oh, hangs. He hangs out with me. What kind of puppy is he? He's what they call a beagle. So he's a half beagle and half English bulldog. Oh, so, there's a combination. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's he's a uh, he's a good pup. He's really bright. Uh, he's uh, uh, he can bay uh, and make a lot of noise uh, like a beagle. Uh, and he's got that whole cool thing going on, like the bulldogs. You know, he's got the strut. You know, so you know they say that you should get, uh, you should have a dog that looks like you. You know, so Worf's kind of short and squatty, and and that's kind of me, squatty body. You know, I I would love to have seen how that dog was, how your dog was made, because that that doesn't seem like that's a natural combination. Those two. Well, much like the the light about paradise and the dashboard lights, there's just some things you don't talk about. You know, you don't. <laughs> You don't want to know that, you know. So I've got uh, a thousand wild horses queued up, ready to play. I would love to play that uh, for our audience so that you can get a taste of two things. Uh, one is a great song, and the, the other thing is how Bill Abernathy puts it all together and it makes it work for you. So, so with that, uh, this is Bill Abernathy, a thousand wild horses. <laughs> Just when I thought the demons I fought would come straight out of the blue, someone like you comes along, and I don't have to turn and look over my shoulder. I already know from the sound there's. A Thousand wild horses thundering behind me, hell bent on running me down. I thought I was fast, but the sins of my past 
were faster still And I'm wasting my time Trying to leave them behind Cause I never will You see, one drink too many One kiss too deep And I feel a little shake In the pound That's a thousand wild horses Falling behind me Hell-bent on running me And that is Bill Abernathy, A Thousand Wild Horses. I love that song. That's got that's got a and, and your treatment of it is really spot on, too. Yeah, we were fortunate. You know, a lot of the guys that I play with, uh, the studio guys, are uh they're jazz guys, you know. The Kansas City's kind of big on that. And and uh uh when I went in, I remember the the drummer, his name is Thomas Freak Train. Uh yeah, one of those names, right? Thomas Freight Train Walker. And uh, I, I played the song, you know, and, uh, you know, we always talk through the lyrics so that they understand, you know, what, what the message is. And uh, I played the song and, and Thomas, who is just as cool as ice. He's just the coolest guy, right? He just looked at me and he said, Bill, I think we need to take that down a little bit. Let me let me set the tempo and you play along with me for a while and let's see where that goes. And and, you know, those guys are just magic, you know. And so, uh, you know, we backed the tempo down and uh, added added uh, the mandolin, uh, which was uh, uh, some advice from another friend of mine. And uh, uh, it worked out really, really well. There's a there's a particular line in that song that I think is so fantastic. It's, it's just perfect. Uh, you know, because it says the last verse, right? Right now, they're just a big cloud of dust, but pretty soon I'm going to do something stupid like I tend to do, and I'm going to let them loose. So if you think maybe you're the one who could save me, baby, this ain't no merry-go-round. It's a thousand wild horses running behind me, hell-bent on running me down. I mean, 
I, I, I just want to write something that good once. I, I'd be good. I'd hang the pen up and say, no, nah, I'm done. You know, but uh, Gary did a great job with that. Yeah. Oh, you will. You will. You know, I was just I was just struck. What is it like being in the studio with a bunch of really, really talented fellas, talented musicians, and you're all working for the common goal of putting together a tremendous song and everybody want, you know, you've got somebody that has a has a drum uh, piece that they want to do and a mandolin and and all of that. That must be just inspiring as hell. To put all that together yeah uh i'll draw an analogy back to the corporate gig right so i think one of the reasons that that i was successful on the corporate side was uh, i knew that if i got the best people and gave them what they needed and then got out of the way good things will happen or for once treat so it's the same way in the studio right um you give them the basics. Here's the song, right? Uh, we don't change the structure of the song. You know, the the, the structure of the song and, 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 you know, the chords and the lyrics and all that. That's all me. I own that. Uh, but as they, as they listen to it and they play it, they have ideas. You know, let's do this here. Let's add this here. We need more strings here. We need, you know, more lead guitar. You know, you're going to play another song. that has got a bunch of screaming guitar in it later. You know, uh, we need that. Let's try that, you know. And I just kind of sit back on the couch and let them go, uh, you know, because it's so much fun to uh, uh, to watch. I remember one, we were recording a, a song and I had a, a uh, a lady named uh, Janet Jameson was playing violin on this. And it was on, uh, it might've been on the find a way album, but the song was angry. It had angst. I was, I was mad about something when I wrote this song. Right. And uh, she was playing and it was cool. I mean, she is unbelievably talented. Right. And she's playing, but it just didn't fit. You know, it just didn't, it wasn't working, you know? And so she played a, a couple of times and, and I walked in and I said, Janet, let's talk about this for a minute. I said, I just want you to know that right here in this passage of this song, I am really mad. I am really pissed off. My heart's been broken. Bad things have happened. Somebody stole my truck, you know, whatever. Right. <laughs> I said, so I need you to, I need you to reflect that. And she looked at me and she has a beautiful smile. She looked at me and she smiled and she winked at me and she said, second husband hit record. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. Yeah, it was great. By the way, Worf wants to know what the hell you're doing and who are you talking to? Yeah, well, Worf, he's... Uh, he, this is his snack time, you know. Ah. Yeah. So what he likes, he likes to be involved. You know, usually when I'm playing music, he comes and sleeps at my feet. You know. Cool. Uh, but uh, right now, he's decided that uh, he wants to be involved, so he needs a treat because it's a good dog. Yeah. And 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 by the way, I just wanted to uh, underscore what you said about your corporate background, and that is that it to be successful in the corporate world. Um, you surround yourself with people that are generally smarter than you, that, that can do things better than you, and uh, you then give them the, the license to be creative and do what they need to do to make it work. 
Yeah, you know, it, it's the same with music, really, if you think about yeah. it. You know, uh, one of the things that, that I was always adamant about uh, in the corporate world, and I'm the same thing with music, is if you don't make mistakes, you're not working hard enough. You don't have enough to do, right? Yeah. And making mistakes is good. It's good because you're going to learn the things that you don't want to do later. You know, and uh, uh, I think it's sad that that uh, there's a lot of folks that think, uh, you know, they have to micromanage and and do all that craziness. I don't want to do that. My, my team just knew uh, if they needed something, I'd get it for them. Uh, if something bad happened, I would take care of what I called the air cover. Right. So, you know, if something was broken or something just didn't work or whatever, I got that. They don't need to be worrying about the politics and the drama. They need to go figure out what's wrong and make it work. Right. And so I was in charge of air cover. That was me. I was the air force, man. You know what the interesting thing about that is, is that you develop when you do that, you develop loyalty amongst the troops that they'll follow you anywhere because they know they can and they, and that, that they can win. But it, I think what you, what you could really do from, from my perspective, either way, is uh, particularly with uh, folks that are earlier on in their careers, right? They can learn that that's how you manage. That's how you do things, you know? Uh, you know, it's uh, very rarely do you see the leader uh, out in front of the, of the herd of people pulling them along. More likely the leader is at the back and he's just supporting as things move forward. And, and uh, 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 I don't know. Maybe we should learn that in the United States these days. Just say it. You think? Uh, maybe, maybe instead of getting our give, calling ourselves leaders, uh, maybe we ought to just learn to be one. Just say it. <laughs> and the uh, no, I, I I couldn't agree more. It, it would be nice if if the folks who would like to be our leaders actually, I don't know, led. That would be good. Um, and and provided, you know, us with – anyway, we could get into politics, but I'm not going to go there. That's, uh, <laughs> we have to wait until after the next song. Yeah, right? that's, right. <laughs> that's right. Speaking of which, the next song that we're going to play is uh, More Than Meets the Eye. What is that song? Where did you develop that song from? Well, uh, we got a nice little feed into it, yeah. So um, – I'm a bit of a news junkie. Okay. Yeah. I like to watch the news. I, I struggle calling it news these days. Uh, it's more opinions, right? But uh, I, I love to watch it and, and see what's going on in the world and see how uh, different things are, are uh, accepted and understood by different groups of our society. You know, so we have all these, you know, cable news networks, you know, and each one of them has their own brand and their own thing and, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> their own philosophy, clearly. Uh, and so I, you know, when, when I watch the news, right, I have a rule that I change the channel about every 15 to 20 minutes. Right? Sound it's, rule. It's fascinating to find out that Station A is obsessed with this, but Station D has no idea it's even happened. You don't even hear about it, you know? Uh, you know, Station B might be fascinated with the latest tweet, while say, say, uh, Station C might be, their breaking news might be, you know, somebody just has a new painting. Nobody knows, right? And it's to me, it is a fascinating conundrum 
that we have in the United States. And uh, more than meets the eye is really uh, an, an, an effort to get out of the weeds, right? So I think that, that we could get so locked in on, you know, whatever's going on today, right? Whatever the breaking news is today, the news flash, right? We could get so locked into that that we forget to take a step back and remember the old adage, can't see the forest for the trees, right? So get out of the weeds a bit, kind of take an overall look at what's going on uh, in society today and then try to figure out why. You know, that, that's the fascinating thing, you know, that'll keep you up at night, by the way. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, it will. try to figure out why and, and, and more than meets the eye is really a statement, not, not left, right, black, white, you know, whatever, whatever, pick a polarization that we have in the United States today. It doesn't matter. We have a million of them, right? Uh, it's not one way or the other. It's a look at all right? All of it. There may be more to all of this than meets the eye. I'm not going to develop my own conspiracy theories. I'm not going to develop my own conspiracy website, right? But it'd be interesting just to take a look, you know, take a look at it. Use your own brain. You know, my dad used to say uh, uh, that the, the, uh, uh, the impetus behind education is to not is to teach you how to think, not to teach you what to think. Uh, and when you hear some of the news stations say it's our job to tell America what to think, I won't tell you what four letters that station came from. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's our job to tell you what to think because you don't know. We're special. We're, we're the elite. We know more than everybody else. So I don't believe, I don't believe that. <laughs> uh, and uh, watching today, uh, watching today's news and watching the stuff that's going on in the world today, even Worf gets upset about it because he knows that there's more to this than meets the eye. Exactly. Well, you and I are of the same generation, and I remember when there was a time when um, you would go to CBS and uh, you'd watch Walter Cronkite. <laughs> the news. And you yeah. can trust Father, Father Walter to tell you the truth and to present the news in an unbiased fashion. At some level, but, you know, it's a business, right? And, and this, this is a lot of times I think what we forget, right? It's a business. They live on ratings. They have to get ratings, the better ratings they get, the better sponsors they get, the better sponsors they get, the more money they make. So it's a business, right? And so they're not going to tell you the truth. They're going to tell you what their sponsors would like for you to tell for them to tell you. And you how know? you can rile the most people up and, and to, to, to uh, uh, go to their banner and uh, say, yeah. yeah, you guys are right. And, and what you're saying is right. And the, but the, the cross has gotten so bad that you can't, you're right. If you, go to channel a and they're talking about something and you go to channel D they're talking about something completely different. And now there's E and F that are even talking about more extreme things. And that is just, it's getting crazy. Yeah. But it's entertaining as hell. I mean, it is, it, it is, it, it's entertaining as hell. So you're going to play more than meets the eye. So I'll tell you a little bit of a story. Okay. Yep. Uh, I got contacted right 
after that land because we pushed it right it came out first before any of the other songs on the ep right and we did that on purpose because i wanted it to come out before the election and last november so we fast-tracked it uh through the studio and through the mastering and you know through all that stuff and uh, uh we got it out and i got contacted okay by two different television shows okay that are very, very popular. I will not use the names of the hosts, but I will tell you that one is extremely what I call the uh, ludicrously liberal left, okay? And the other one is the ridiculously righteous right, okay? (laughs) And I got called from each of those, okay? Because they wanted to use this song as on their show because they thought that it really exemplified what the message that they wanted to send now just say it it's not a left or right song right i could have made a bunch of money but i really struggled with having the left and the right not having the uh intelligence to understand what i was saying they just wanted to use it to perpetuate their agendas and uh their particular narrative and so i told them both no no we know it's interesting bill because if you had said yes to one of them and no to the other one then suddenly you would have been branded by a segment of the country as being x rather than y and we're not going to listen to that because of x and anyway yeah, so this is one of the challenges we have in our society, and it's one of the things that uh, if you want to get war fired up, you talk about this, right? This is really fires war up. Uh, we absolutely love to put people in boxes. We love to say, you're that guy. You're this guy. You think that, therefore, you must be. Therefore, you must be, right? If and or but then, right? It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. We see it in music. Right. Uh, You know, my music has been called folk. It's been called country. I won an award as a rock album of the year. I had a song that won awards for the blues song of the year. Right. We want so desperately to be able to compartmentalize everybody into a box because we're comfortable with that. Okay. Well, you know what? Comfortable don't work, man. You know, Sometimes you got to step out of your comfort zone and see what's really going on. And uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of the boxes that you are exactly right. Had I allowed, you know, one of those shows or both of those shows, that would have been a fun battle to watch. Right. Uh, uh, Had I allowed that to happen, I would have then been branded into their narrative. And sorry, uh, I don't believe any one of them and I'm not going there. Not who I am. You are an independent fella, and you're and you're doing going to follow your own heart and go your own way. And that's and that's one of the messages behind the show is that I'm I'm after getting rid of hate, division, and fear, and recognizing that we're all in this together. And we if we only could work together, we could we could accomplish great things. We used to do that. World War Two is an example. 
Yeah, my dad was in World War II, 82nd Airborne, World War II, jumped oh. into the Battle of the Bulge, was a prison, uh, POW in a German prison camp, got shot on his way down. Oh, uh, yeah, those were different days, and that was a different society and certainly a different generation. So we could all learn from that. Yeah. I know your dad's passed, but I still want to thank you for his service. Um, uh, my dad was a rock star. Just saying, you know, not not some dude standing on a, a stage with a guitar, right? My dad was a rock star, and uh, you know the, what a great uh, great inspiration to me. So very good. Well, you know what? We're gonna play more than meets the eye, and uh, this is Bill Abernathy, and uh, this is a great song. You'll like it. Thank you. Decisions based on biased lies Determining who lives and dies Whose freedoms are lost Whose justice is blind There's so much more to this Than meets the
leaders mandate your sacrifice When your freedom is lost to their compromise There's so much more to these So much more to these So much more to these Than That is Bill Abernathy, and I got to tell you, I had that had me jumping. I want to take you back, ladies and gentlemen, to a time where the late 60s, that would have been a top 10 hit in the tradition of some of the great songs, the great pro- protest songs that were about what was going on at that time and what's going on at this time. Um it would have it would have been that w- that would have been an anthem uh, back then, and I hope I hope it is today. I hope that it. Uh, how's it doing? Uh, it did it's extremely well, extremely well. So I think of uh, uh, of all the songs that we've had, you know, there's been dozens, right? I think that one probably got the most uh, interaction on social media. Uh, that, you know, it was shared from, you know, page to page to page to page thousands of times. And uh, uh, there were a lot of people that uh, uh, they had. Uh, yeah, they had a few comments, maybe, uh, you know, uh, going on with that, you know, because, you know, oftentimes, much like the television stations we talked about, right? You you hear something and you hear it from your 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 rose colored glasses, which is I mentioned that in the song. Right. And so yeah. you're hearing it from your perspective. And uh, of course, you're going to use that, if at all possible, to uh, uh, perpetuate your concepts. So. Yes, indeed. And because of social media, everybody's got a platform. And exactly. Yeah. Everybody's got a platform. They can say anything that they like, and in, 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 in I won't go into it, but they can say anything they like, whether it has facts behind it or not. And yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I have a theory about social media, if you'd really like for me to tell you. I, I, we've got about five minutes. The uh, uh, Well, I'll make it really, really brief. The uh, Oftentimes, the personalities that you see uh, on social media are not the real people's personalities you know it's it's pretty easy to say and do really ridiculous things right and totally unvetted and 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 really you know stupid things as bad as i hate to use the word right uh when you know that that you don't have to talk to somebody you know now we all use social media everybody you do i do it's a big part of our business right uh but at the end of the day Maybe, just maybe, before you hit share on that next political thought or you hit share on that next uh, uh, poorly informed idea, right, you might want to go actually have a face-to-face conversation with somebody to say, hey, man, do you you think this makes sense? Just say it. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, there are some folks that that get on social media and they're after the clicks. And they will say whatever they can that they think is going to get them the most clicks. And which, of course, and sadly, just like the media, it's all about the money. 
Sure. And sure. The more clicks you get. I mean, I talk about that a, a bit on, a, on another song uh, called Cry Wolf. So if your audience wants to hear another one that's kind of along the same vein as as uh, More Than Meets the Eye, Cry Wolf was a big hit for us off, off a previous album. And it talks about that. It talks about how you play to the clicks. You know, the more money you make, the more clicks you get. Right. Yep. I don't like that but that's just me so but bill it's abernathy busy. has been has been our guest today and uh uh as i like to do bill i, I want to give you a couple of moments to um i'm going to step aside and you tell your audience who's listening anything you want them to know wow uh yeah in two minutes right yeah so i got to do a brain dump in two minutes yeah you can ask uh, me you can yeah. ask me Okay, very nice. Yeah, all, all I've all I've really got to say is this: in, in today's society and where we are, whether you're a, a musician or a corporate person or you know whoever, right? Please just strive to be yourself, you know, uh, and and don't play the games. Don't get sucked into the 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 day to day drama uh, that goes on into the world. Uh, you know, actually go talk to somebody. You know, I think that if you maybe, uh, you know, I live in a building full of people. And one of the things that I attempt to do every day is to talk to one or two of my neighbors, not on social media, not on text. Right. But to go and actually say, hey, how you doing? How, what do you think about this? What's your opinion of this? I think that if we would do that and get, you know, off of electronic media, we would find just saying that we're not as messed up as we think we are on social media. We'll also find out that maybe the news that we're hearing, the latest poll, which by the way, I don't know if you guys like polls, but polls are always wrong, right? Um, you know, polls are a bit like forecasts. This is part of my corporate gig. You know, forecasts are always wrong. Some are useful, right? Yes. Uh, and uh, polls are the same thing, and, and most of them are so biased anyway uh, that they're really not going to tell you too much. But do yourself a favor and go talk to people, right? Sit down, have a legitimate, intelligent conversation, and uh, you will find, as I have, and I'm sure you have too, Kevin, that when people have to step away from their avatars that they live on in social media and they have to have a really legitimate conversation, I think you find out that maybe we're a lot closer than what we're being told we are. Couldn't agree more. That was a wonderful thing to say, Bill. Thank you so much for saying it. I want to say this, by the way, go to BillAbernathy.com, right? Yes. And I want you to do this for me. Go buy a CD from him, and I mean buy the CB the CD. Don't stream it. Download it. He deserves to get paid for what he does. Streaming, he doesn't get paid like diddly. Um, and downloading, it's still diddly, but it's less diddly. Wait a minute, Kevin. I, I don't understand. I mean, you don't think that a music musician can subside, subsist on point oh 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 six seven cents per stream? Point oh 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 six. That's that's three zeros. Six, seven cents a stream. If I were the streaming services, I would be embarrassed to put that out there as, <laughs> as an actual number. Yeah, they created a tremendous model. But since you mentioned it, yeah, if you go to my website uh, and, and you purchase the CDs and, and stuff, you know, there's T-shirts and stuff uh, and do that, that, that always comes personalized directly for me. Uh, I do that. You know, I don't, I don't 
I don't third party that out to anybody. So uh, yeah, go check it out if you want. If you want to listen to the stuff, just pick up a CD, pick it. I'll put a. I think there's a bundle out there. You can get a bunch of stuff for a little bit or nothing. You know. So, but it all comes personalized, and I do appreciate it. That's awesome, Bill Abernathy has been our guest, and uh, go to his website, BillAbernathy.com. And uh, Bill, if you stay right there for a second, I got to do this, and I'll be right back. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.